The Secretary-General of the Pacific Islands Forum says Australia's position as the world's second-largest exporter of coal is a concern, but he says the Pacific's relationship to the Aussies is a work in progress. Canberra is planning to jointly bid with Pacific nations to host COP31, the United Nations Climate Summit in 2026. Henry Porner spoke with Lydia Lewis about the issues and other topics facing the region while he was in Auckland. How can Pacific Island countries even think about supporting the world's second largest exporter of coal, Australia, and its bid to host COP? That is a work in progress, I guess. Uh, I believe that uh, you know, through conversations, through engagement, we can uh, somehow have an influence on our friends. But yeah, it is a concern. However, we see some positive signs uh, from the new government. While some of us you know, may be uh, willing to sort of condemn what is happening, I think it helps to talk quietly and engage continuously with Australia to see how they can get off the bandwagon of uh, this polluting substance. Have you been talking quietly with them? Have conversations been progressing well? There are always conversations among our leaders and with Australia. But those conversations are best left out of the public limelight because you can't have any influence or make any progress you know, if everything that you do is put out into the public arena. It's very sensitive and we need to treat it with caution. Slowly, slowly. On that note, now to regionalism. Why is it so important to you? Regionalism is the key and the foundation for the Pacific to have any influence on the global stage. And our 2050 strategy is based on that premise, that if we are to have any influence, not just on the global stage, but also with managing our resources now and into the future, and managing the geopolitical interests that is now very much focused on the Pacific region, we need regionalism to be very strong. In terms of other topics as a whole, I mean, there are issues in terms of cooperation of China and then the West Papua and then also deep sea mining, all of those issues where people have different views. How would you sum up the different views of the Pacific on those big issues in light of regionalism? Always keep in mind, you know, when you're asking something like that, the forum comprises of 18 sovereign states and they have every right to decide as they wish. And that is part of the, I guess, the sensitivity of working with such a huge collective of sovereign states. But I believe that the 2050 strategy is our framework for committing everybody to the same direction and to the same priorities. On that note, how do you hold the line on regionalism and political will? As I said earlier on, It is a matter of critical importance for the region. We have to continue to hold on to it. Yes, you know, there may be differences of views at times. That's to be expected. You know, it happens in every family. But uh, we have to continue to cling on to regionalism and particularly our 2050 strategy. In China, the last time we spoke, you mentioned that it is your, you know, duty to also try and get China on board as well. Where, Where is that at? Well, we've had a conversation. Uh, with the departing ambassador, Chinese ambassador from uh, Suva. We had a conversation along those lines. I know it's something new for them, but, you know, I respect them. They're my good friends, and, and I will continue advocating for that, that, you know, 
true leadership to me means you know dealing with everybody and accepting everybody regardless of their status and i hope to see some real progress on that issue